0: You're listening to a podcast from Victory. The Apostle Peter suffered from guilt and shame after denying Jesus, but Jesus reinstated him and renewed his life. Peter went on to preach the gospel to many. Listen to more of this story in week three of our series, Renew. But I believe God has a word for all of us today. One trivia before we dive into the word because we will be Reading the story of Peter denying Jesus three times. How many of you are familiar with this story? You've heard it at least once. Jesus denying, uh, Peter denying Jesus three times. And Pastor Dennis, this morning, because I preach in the 9 and 11, he told me, uh, what, he asked me, What is your text? I said, Luke 22. And I'm reading uh, Peter denying Jesus. And he said, Do you know that that's where telephone was first mentioned? And I said, I've studied the text, but I've never seen that in this passage of Scripture. He said, read again. And you'll read there, and Peter denial Jesus. Three times. Three times. So, you know, the old people are smiling. (laughs) The younger people are clueless what's happening. So, just ask your parents later. So, we're going to read if you have your... Bible with you. We're going to talk about failure, guilt, and shame today. And this is relevant for us because I'm yet to meet anyone whose dream in life is to fail. I'm yet to meet a husband whose goal is for his marriage to to be uh, ruined and to be separated. Nobody's entering relationship with that. Desire. Walang nagre-relationship. Oy, magpapakasal tayo. Alam mo, sana in one year, separate na tayo. Parang telenovela ang buhay natin. That's my dream life. No, no one is uh, entering business hoping that in just six months or twelve months, they will close it down. Every one of us, we desire to be successful in every area of our life. How many of you here, you want to be successful? in what God has called you to do. Yet the reality of life is, no matter how hard we try, failure is something we're going to experience from time to time. We are going to fail. Uh, Someone said that the difference between average people and achieving people is their perception of and response to failure. Because it's already a given that we are going to face, especially if you're trying to follow Jesus and do what is right, Uh, There will be times that you're going to fall short and you're going to fail. And the difference of people who continue and those who don't, who do not, is their perception of and response to failure. And that's what we're going to read in the story of Peter. So if you have your Bible, we're going to read Luke 22, beginning in verse 54. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house, talking about Jesus. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, You will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Let's just pray right now. Lord, we thank you for your word, the opportunity to always come together and listen to your word and be changed by your word. Lord, we ask, Lord, that we will not only understand your word, but we will be able to receive it. I pray that you will give us revelation of areas of our lives where we need this word to be applied. Lord, I thank you that where your spirit is, there is freedom. So, Lord, we thank you that today... Lord God, we are going to experience freedom. Lord God, some of us here will be set free, Lord, from wrong mindsets, even shame or accusation that the enemy has used for so long to held us hostage so that we cannot move forward in our relationship with you. So thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for your word. The Holy Spirit, speak to us in Jesus' name. I want to comment on verse 54 uh, first because the Bible says that Peter was following at a distance. And before this uh, passage of Scripture, we would see that Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane and Peter was there to defend Him. He was bold, he was aggressive, he was passionate about Jesus. He was part of the inner core, the three inner of leadership team of Jesus. There's 12, but there's this uh, core of three leaders. And he was part of that. He was on fire for Jesus, following Him passionately. But now, uh, when Jesus was brought to the courtyard, arrested, and will be trialed, we're told that Peter was still following, but he was following at a distance. I'm trying to imagine what's going on in the mind and heart of Peter during this time, seeing all the things that's happening. And maybe this is a combination of fear and doubt and questions in his mind. He's, he's struggling already. Maybe fear for his life and the life of the people he loved the most because Jesus was arrested, maybe he'll be next. Maybe they'll be put in prison. Maybe they will be put to death. Or maybe their properties will be confiscated. Maybe it's fear. Even today, one of the top reasons why people deny Jesus is Fear. Fear of man, fear of the future, uh, fear of persecution. And that's why in the Bible there are so many exhortations, fear not, 158 times in the ESV version, because Jesus knew that the devil will use fear to stop us from following Him. So maybe it's fear or maybe it's doubt. Um, Is doubting maybe, is Jesus really the Son of God? Or maybe questions like, Lord, why are you silent and not doing anything to stop this injustice that's happening to Jesus. So with all these things, we're told that Jesus, that Peter was following at a distance at this point in his life. And I wonder how many of us today are following at a distance like Peter. Maybe you used to be so on fire also. Maybe you are very... Uh, passionate about Jesus, but for some reason, something happened along the way. Something failed, or maybe someone failed. And because of that, from being uh, at the forefront, now you've settled to just following Jesus at a distance. And, you know, the problem with following Jesus at a distance is that error increases with distance. The farther we are, the greater possibility of us missing our target. And sin... One of the definition of sin is missing the mark. So we cannot follow Jesus at a distance. And I believe God wants to draw people who have been far away from Him and bring them to a, a, a closer proximity to Him. Maybe for some of us, the God is already even speaking to you even before you came here in church. God drawing you near to Him. Uh, in verse 60 to 61, uh, Peter was uh, easily recognized by uh, the girl and two individuals. When he was in the courtyard, they recognized him to be one of Jesus' disciples. All of them, they said, you'd been with him. That's the reason for that is because he's been with Jesus for three years, and uh, very possible they'd been seeing him... Uh, with Jesus doing ministry, Jesus became Peter's victory group leader. Can you imagine having Jesus as your victory group leader? Can you just imagine with me for a moment? How many of you think you will never be late for your victory group meeting? Talagang, anong oras ba yung victory group niyo? 4 p.m. 5 a.m. na, na. Mahirap ma-late. <laughs> si Jesus yan. <laughs> Maybe you'll come prepared. Can you imagine Jesus preaching here every Sunday? Not me. Can you imagine listening to Jesus every Sunday? How many of you believe your life will be completely changed? I mean, that's Peter. He'd been with Jesus for three years, listening to all the sermons, seeing all the miracles, hanging out with him for countless hours. But you know what happened to him? Of course, his life was changed. But after three years, he still ended up failing. He actually failed miserably, denied Jesus three times. It's no different with Judas who betrayed Jesus. What happened to Peter? But what's more interesting is that even before this happened, the Bible says, Jesus knew exactly this is going to happen. Jesus knew exactly, even before he called Peter, who was a businessman by profession, before Jesus called him, he was into fishing business, and God called him to be part of his team of traveling ministers. He left that vocation, he left that business in order to be with Jesus. So when Jesus was speaking his 12 disciples, he already knew that this guy three years from now, is going to betray me yet still called Peter and chose him to be part of his leadership team you know sometimes when we fail our tendency is to question whether our calling or our salvation is really genuine but just because you have issues and struggles today doesn't mean you're not called by God because growing in our calling takes time and it requires a process and a journey. You know, I like this quote from John Maxwell. Uh, one of the books I read in college is this book, Failing Forward. It's the story of people who failed miserably but end up successful anyway. And one of the quotes there, it says, Jesus uses people who fails because there's no other kind around. Jesus uses people who fails because there's no other kind around. You know, in Luke 22, verse 31 to, t- to 32, Simon, Simon, Jesus said. And this was before Peter denied Jesus. He was called Simon. His re- original name is Simon. His nickname was Peter. Simon means shaky and Peter means rock. And God was trying to change his uh, identity and destiny from being a shaky person God was prophesying his destiny that is going to be a man who is firm and solid in the faith. And so, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Jesus knew that he's going to fail, but... When Jesus prayed for Peter, he did not pray for him to be spared from failure. hindi ang pinagpray niya God the Father, I pray that in his lifetime he will never fail. No, he did not pray that. Instead, what he prayed for is that he's going to have the kind of faith that can handle failure. Because we are going to experience it from time to time. You know, as parents, I just want to ask how many parents do we have in this room? today, okay? You know, as parents, we allow our children to commit mistakes and fail from time to time, right? Since one or two years old, while learning how to walk, we allow them to fail. We allow them to commit mistakes. One time, yung three-year-old namin, ang kulit, gusto nang wasabi. Kinukuha niya say no, 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 this is not good for you. No, no, no. So being a good dad, okay, come on. (laughs) he learned his lesson (laughs) sometimes the best way to learn a lesson is to go through it now we're allowing our children to commit mistakes and to fail because we know it's a necessary ingredient in developing character sometimes it's good to fail because it makes us humble not only that but it Teaches us vital lessons that we will be needing for life. You know, sometimes my daughter and I, my eight year old daughter, we would play uh, games and I would let her win for three, four times. Then after that, I'm going to beat her for the next three games. Tsunod, tsunod, misang ten games. Bad, no? That was my trash talk. Pa. <laughs> Intentionally, sometimes I would do that. Because I want to teach her that sometimes she's going to lose. She's not always going to win. If, if she don't know how to handle losing, she's going to be miserable. She's not going to be shielded from these things. So I want to prepare her for real life. And that's the reason why Jesus did not pray for Peter to be spared from failure, but instead for Peter to have the kind of faith that can handle failure. So what do we mean by faith that can handle failure? Because every time we fail, there, will, there can be two possible results. And two possible responses. One is if we're trying to... Uh, to do what is right, or if we're trying to follow God and we fail, we commit sin, we do something wrong, we either get convicted or we either get loaded with shame. And these are two different things. Conviction is a gift from God. Conviction is when we do something wrong, we are convicted. And conviction would tell us what we did wrong. That's why sometimes you know, I would tell uh, people I... I'm discipling, I would say, if you want to grow in your walk with God, learn to pay attention to the tension in your heart. Because sometimes, that's how God speaks to us. When you do something, especially if you're doing something wrong, you know there's something there. How many of you know what I'm talking about? peace. mo na malito Even if you try to make all the excuse in your mind and justify what you're trying to do, you know there's something there pay attention to the tension. That's conviction. And it's good because it tells us when when we're doing something wrong and conviction will encourage us to repent and go to God and be closer to Him. Shame is different. Shame will not only tell us what we did wrong, but He's going to make it personal. So not only that, He's going to tell you, you lied. That's a lie. Shame will add to that and say you are a liar. So hindi ka lang nagsinungaling. Sinungaling ka talaga. Not only that, uh, shame will make it personal, but it's going to be uh, like permanent. Lagi kang ganyan. Ma ka mo. Your dad was like that, you will be like that, and your children will be like that. And pervasive. It's called the three piece of shame. Personal, permanent and pervasive. Now you failed in one area, but now you're, you're being told it's all areas of your life. So when there is shame, I've met people who are loaded with shame because of something they did in the past, a sin or a failure, people they've hurt. There is a big difference with people who are uh, enslaved by shame if there's shame people who are loaded with shame don't have the confidence and the boldness to stand for God na wala yung dati hindi ganyan na but ngayon wala nang boldness um uh, wala nang joy wala nang passion wala enthusiasm that's what happened to Peter he was passionate for Jesus then after what happened the next thing we know In the Bible, it says he went back to fishing. And some uh, commentaries said that, that it's equivalent to going back to his old life. Maybe in his mind, after his failure, maybe there's this shame and accusation and condemnation telling him, you have no business preaching the gospel to people. This is over for you. You cannot continue. You cannot be a representative of Christ. How dare you? Claim to be a Christian. You're a hypocrite. You're no better than Judas. You're a disappointment to many people, not just to Jesus. And because of that shame and accusation and condemnation, maybe Peter, in his mind, said, I have no business being in ministry. I'll just go back to fishing. Now, people who have shame are drawn away from God. Conviction would... Tell us to be closer to God. Lapit ka, Lord. Continue ka lang. But shame would tell you to run away from God. Shame would tell you that it's over for you. There's no second chance. This is how far you could go in your walk with God. And unfortunately, some followers of Christ are not able to continue because of shame. But here's one thing we need to know about. Shame in the Bible. Shame is not from God. God changed us by grace, not by shaming us. Shame is not from God. He will never tell you that you are worthless, that you have no hope anymore, that this is over for you. You will never hear God say that to you. The Holy Spirit will convict you, but the Holy Spirit will never shame you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 11, Everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. That's God's desire for us, not to put us to shame. In Isaiah chapter 61 verse 7, Instead of your shame, there shall be double portion. Before we have shame... Before the, the the enemy would try to uh, drown us with accusation and condemnation about ourselves, and sometimes we believe it. Oh, tama ka. Wala talaga magagong kapuro kalokohan ko. I mean, sometimes you're saying it. Sometimes you're agreeing already. Sometimes you're saying it to other people, and you think it's just you. Not realizing it's already the devil planting this accusation to you. And I think as Christians, we, we are learning more and more how to distinguish whether it's the Holy Spirit or whether it's the devil speaking to us. Where is this thought coming from? Now, instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. And this was in Isaiah 61 Isaiah prophesying the ministry of Jesus, and Jesus repeated this in the New Testament, uh, proclaiming it about Himself. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to set the captives free, to bind the brokenhearted, and to uh, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is the ministry of Jesus. He conti- and it continued on until verse 7. It says, Instead of your shame, this is the ministry of Jesus, you shall have double portion. That is God's heart for you and me. Double portion speaks of God's blessing and God's favor and God's anointing. And that's what happened to, P- to Peter. After he failed, Jesus did not leave him there. He did not. He actually came for Peter. Peter. You know, uh, Jared gave me this illustration. Uh, I think a picture of what I'm trying to uh, to paint in your mind about Peter being reached out by Jesus. No, the date is July six, 2018, in Oakland, California. 107, 107 with 4.7 seconds remaining. This happened. This happened. (laughs) Sorry to bring back the past and the pain, but because of what happened, J.R. Smith thought they were winning and ahead of one point. So even though they still have four seconds and the chance of winning the game, he decided to run mid-court and hug the ball and waited for the time to expire. And you can see the face of LeBron. J.R. Smith, like Peter, denying three times <laughs> their chance to go to the finals. And LeBron here, looking at him, can't believe the, what happened. That made him decide to go to LA next season. But you know, I have good news for you. The good news is even if you failed terribly, Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. It's, I love LeBron. But Jesus made a promise. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's what happened to Peter because when Peter was there struggling with the guilt and the shame and the accusation and condemnation, Jesus came and reached out to him. Not only that, Jesus forgave him of his sin, but Jesus took away his shame. Remove his guilt and gave him the opportunity to do great things again. In fact, he appointed him to be the leader of the early church. I know you failed me. I know you denied me three times, but my grace is greater than your failure. It's not yet over for you. This is just a new chapter in your life. So Jesus restored him. And Jesus said, not only that I'm forgiving you, but... I want you to lead the entire church. In his first preaching, Peter preached, and 3,000 people got saved, double anointing, double portion. Instead of shame, what you will have is double portion. Some of you here, God uh, God is saying that to you and declaring that to you, and you need to declare that over your life. And start declaring that every single day my shame is taken away. Double portion from God is here with me. Double portion. You know, the last thing I want to share to you when I was preparing for this message, one of the questions I wrote uh, in my notebook when I was studying this one question is why rooster? It can be a camel or birds, or duck, or but why a rooster? Second, why, why, is, Jesus, why is Peter's denial in all four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John? That's not always the case for the stories in the Bible. There's so many things that can be said about Peter, there's so many stories that can be told about him, but when Jesus provided us with this Bible, He made sure that when this, when this Bible is passed on to generation after generation, He made sure the story of Peter's denial will be in four Gospels. Why is that? That is not to parade Peter's failure. But God wants to use that failure as a memorial of His amazing grace. That every time we will read the story of Peter, He wants us to remember not the failure of Peter, but the grace of God to restore people who fail. That every time we read the story of Peter today, we're not reminded about the three times he denied Jesus, but we're reminded of this guy who after failing miserably, was healed, restored, and was empowered again to do the work that God has called him to do. Peter is one of my heroes in the Bible. I can relate with him. Because I also fail from time to time. But thank God there is hope for people who fail. Why the rooster? You know, there's the verse in the Bible that says, what the enemy has meant for evil, he will use it for good. What the enemy meant to use to destroy you, he will, God will take that and use that as a memorial of His grace. So when the rooster was chosen... Can you imagine kung walang restoration? Kung walang redemption? Kung walang grace ni Lord? Tapos may shame lang si Peter. Can you imagine the life of Peter everyday? Pag gumigising siya. Umagang-umaga. First thing in the morning. Tak tala! Ito na naman. Nire-remind na naman siya. din mo si Jesus three times. The following day. Tak tala! Si Jesus. Life of Shame. But you know, Jesus redeemed. Because of Jesus taking away the shame and restoring him. Now every morning, the reason he chose this rooster is so that Peter will be reminded every single day. pag palang pa niya. First thing in the morning, pag narinig niya to, Peter will be reminded that there is no sin too great no pain too deep, and no shame too real that the grace of God cannot redeem. And the grace of God cannot change. And the grace of God cannot heal. Every day is a new day. Every day is a new beginning. That's why the Bible says that the mercy of God is new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Amen. That's why you and I can follow God. Though a righteous man falls seven times, seven times he will rise up again. Because the grace of God is greater than any sin, greater than any pain, and greater than any shame. Amen? Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Let's just thank Him for His grace. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcasts.